With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Previously on Campo Cantro. No, I think it's the sentences are grammatically correct. Right. Semantically, though, they make no sense at all. So congratulations to Barrett Cole, who is truly the Boaty McBoatface of uh, world cricket, isn't he? Coley <laughs> McColeface. And we can make a good tongue twister out of that. No, that's Mike oh. Brady from the Brady Bunch movie. <laughs> In a week where Ben Stokes has made a belated appearance in not just the Ashes touring squad, but also the opening joke of this podcast, this is Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. It's a very brave question. What do you think, sir? What do you I'm think the you, team... No, at least I played the team that I thought was the best. What is your opinion? No, I'm just asking you. Will you drop I'm Rohit not, Sharma I'm not from, going to comment to you. From I'm... T20 Internationals? Will you drop Rohit Sharma? <laughs> You're here with Cat Jones, the dad live key. And that, of course, was Virat Kohli making an appearance also in our podcast. Yes, Virat Kohli wasn't, wasn't too happy with a reporter who apparently asked him about Rohit Sharma and why he was in the side. Yes, Kohli, they're getting rather shirty in the, in the presser after losing to Pakistan. And I don't think Kohli is fond of 2020 hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's definitely not. Definitely he, not. Nor is he fond of 2020s after that. Terrible thrashing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't a wasn't a great effort from uh, India, Pakistan, of course. Magnificent effort from them. A 10, yeah. ten wicket victory, so they'll be very pleased with that. And uh, of course, the, the question was asked because Rohit Sharma made a, a golden duck in that match. So very short term thinking to say, well, get him out of the side, uh, mm. zero off on ball. But I'm not quite sure why they're getting so worked up about it though. Uh, I think uh, the Netherlands got three golden ducks in a row at one point, like a hat yeah. trick of golden ducks. So yes. I'm not, not quite sure what, what the problem. Uh, Are you sure it wasn't was. a double hat trick of golden? No, it was just, 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 just a normal hat-trick of golden ducks. Uh-huh, okay. So I think the better question from that journalist would have been, why did you have a bowl, Coley? I was disappointed he didn't bowl in the in the actual matches. Yeah. Did he bowl in the warm-up match? Yes, yes. He had, he had a, he bowled all right against 
first Australian. He, he, I think he's India's sixth bowler now. You couldn't do worse than their, their first string bowlers. Well, none of them took a wicket. wicket. This is the part of the show where we discuss the cricket news of the week. So, of course, lots of stuff going on in the world of cricket and we have just time to cover one thing and that is the first round of the Men's T20 World Cup, the qualifier. The qualifier, yeah. yes. Uh, eight teams doing a kind of musical chairs with only two chairs. <laughs> yes, yes. So, well, four chairs in total, two in two in each group. So it was a little bit of dancing around the the Ireland, Namibia, Netherlands, and Sri Lanka were in yeah. Group A, and uh, Bangladesh, Oman, Papua New Guinea, and Scotland in Group B, and they were all trying to qualify for the for the big Super Twelve round. Mm. So we we had lots of highlights in the, in this opening round. Well, I, more highlights in the opening matches of the <laughs> tournament proper, actually. Yep. Yeah, so it started off with, uh, in the very first game, uh, the first couple of overs, first 11 balls, Papua New Guinea lost uh, both their openers without a run on the board, which was, you know, just following the the Australians' trend trend of having hopeless openers. So they (laughs) thought, yeah, we'll do the same thing. But they did recover to 129 for nine. Uh, That was despite an unlucky late collapse of five for six. Um, but again, uh, much like Pakistan did, Oman ran down the target without losing a wicket. Mm. So, yes, a little bit grim for Papua New Guinea there. Uh, what other highlights did we have, Kat? Well, of course, we, we, we were commentating some of these matches, mm. weren't we, Dan? So Ireland defeated the Netherlands, and this is where Curtis Campford took his uh, four wickets in four balls, and uh, everyone got furious about, n- not so much about the wickets, but about <laughs> talking about the wickets. Yes, yes, everybody got very upset because the, the phrase double hat-trick was thrown around mm. to describe four wickets and four four balls and a lot of people were just like that's not a double hat trick it's a double hat trick would be six wickets in six balls and it was all all they they all got very upset a lot of uh a lot of uh, overseas people seem to decide this was Australia's fault for some reason. I, I think they decided it was an Australianism, presumably because we score backwards most of the time. They yeah. If a- anything strange that comes around is is all, always Australia's fault. I'm happy to take responsibility. Yeah, why not? I, I quite like the double hat trick. I yeah. think it's a much more catchy than four wickets in four balls. I mean, imagine if we had to say 100 runs in 100 minutes or something. I mean, it gets very boring, doesn't yeah. it? It's yeah, quite it's dull. Too repetitive, yes. Mm. And, and I mean, there is a certain kind of mathematical logic in it. If, 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 uh, if three consecutive wickets in three balls is defined as a hat trick, then how many hat tricks do you have if you take four wickets in four balls? You have two hat tricks. Yeah, you have two right. sets of three consecutive wickets. It's just maths. I, I think people just don't understand the maths of cricket. Yeah. So, so the big counter argument seemed to be, you know, well, if, if, in that in that case, why don't we call a hundred and one runs a double century? Yeah. Which is, which is not not a bad counter argument. <laughs> Look, no, there's nothing special about a hundred runs anyway. I'm happy to give you know all of the bowlers more credit less credit for the bat batters definitely yeah anyway the, the point is that it made a lot of people very angry <laughs> over something they should have been absolutely delighted about this yes. this is something that happens you know this is literally a once in several thousand international matches event that's right and i mean it's something malinga's only done twice yeah yeah <laughs> so this this guy's the second second one camp is the second person to have uh, achieved four wickets in four balls or a double hat trick or whatever you want to call it i mean cricket has a lot of silly words that mean when they can just mean whatever we decide they mean we, yes. we've got mancat or dusra or elite honesty we've got all these words they they, they don't mean anything well i wonder if the mancat family might prefer it if we <laughs> we call this four wickets in four balls a mancat yeah I mean, why not yeah I, I, it couldn't possibly happen a mancat and and a double hat trick <laughs> in the same over yeah so why not, why not call it a mancat yeah. and uh, then we've got something 
you give a positive meaning to the word? Mm. Yeah. I, I was thinking we should just call it a quadruple hat trick to, to really yeah. annoy people because quadruple means four and uh, yes. hat doesn't mean anything. So yeah. <laughs> might as well chuck, chuck a That's quadruple right. hat trick yeah, in there. People it. arguing as if hat trick actually has any meaning whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that, that, that was a bit of fun, the, the, uh, the four wickets in four balls slash double hat trick. Uh, although I had a different highlight mm-hmm. of uh, that particular match and that was that there's a bloke playing called Glover mm-hmm. and he's not, he's not a keeper. <laughs> he's he's actually a fast bowler for the Netherlands. Yeah. So that was my highlight. I thought yeah. that was that's a really neat trick when you when your name is pointing you in a certain direction and you buck against the trend. Yep. Good work. Uh, mm. uh, a defiance of the, the nominative determinism. Yes. yes. Uh, and probably the other main highlight also featured Ireland uh, because Ireland, uh, despite doing well in that match, uh, lost, lost another match and basically came down to Ireland and Namibia uh, had to face off against one another for a single spot mm. in the Super 12. So that was pretty much just a knockout. Well, I think everyone assumed that Ireland would mm. would uh, take this match, but uh, that wasn't to be. Yeah, so I- Ireland batted first. And I think the highlight of that match uh, for me was uh, Ireland's running between the wickets on the very last ball of their innings because they did what I, I think a lot of uh, well nerds around uh, cricket Twitter have been suggesting teams should do all the time. They should just keep running off the last ball <laughs> yeah. and until uh, they either get run out or... Um, or they fall down dead from exhaustion. Well, I think they were running a single and they ended up with three. Yeah, yeah, that's it. They got two extra because yeah. they just kept running and one of them would stay in the ground and the other one would start running off and the fielders had no idea what to do. It's, yeah. it's always very exciting. And, I mean, Namibia fumbled the ball under the pressure of uh, trying to work out what to do. They did eventually stop running, which was a little bit disappointing. But yeah. the, the extra two runs, uh, well, they, they didn't actually change the result, but it, no. it was entertaining for us. Yeah. So... Uh, in the end, I think it was Scotland and Sri Lanka. They qualified undefeated in, in their respective groups. And mm. it was uh, Bangladesh and also, as we mentioned, Namibia who went through to the second round. And But this will, this will almost certainly be the, the best part of the tournament, right? <laughs> yeah. Please support capitalism by checking out these sponsors. All right, it's time for another ad, and it's time for another ad of my new book because it's out in bookstores this week. Is it in real-life bookstores that people can walk into through the front door? Yes, it is. It's in real-life bookstores that people can walk into through the front door or through the back door. You, however you get in there, I, I don't really care as long Just as you... Just be careful if you're going in the back door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, but... but track it down it won't be hard to track down it'll be over in the cricket section uh and yeah it's uh my new book it's called 50 great moments in australian cricket and it's basically uh my 60,000 word case for why cricket is the greatest sport of them all and there is only a couple of months till christmas you need to get in there quickly yep you, you get, you're not going to tolerate a lot of shopping if you're coming out of lockdown so mm. make sure you go to the bookshop first bookshop first coffee shop second and then you might have to go home yeah yeah well i i did have to pull a lot of strings and you know administer a lot of vaccines so everyone in Australia can be more or less out of lockdown in time to purchase this book. So, you know, the least you can all do is go out and buy it. Yeah, do that. So thank you very much. And of course, if you're overseas or you hate bookstores or, or both, or both um, you can purchase the book online by going to leadcricket.com slash 50 great moments. When's the short ball coming? Short ball obviously plays a huge part. Get yourself to play the short ball. The worst thing to do, play the short ball. Or you're playing the short ball. Yeah, we're going to talk about playing the short ball. All right, it's time for the short ball, as uh, KP just informed us there. <laughs> yes. So short ball, uh, what, what's this segment, Kat? Well, we only look at one particular delivery in great detail, something that we've spotted that we really rather liked. And this time it is the third ball of the 15th over of South Africa's innings in their opening Super 12 match against Australia. We're in the group stage, mm. South Africa playing Australia in the very first match. Yep. And 
can you remember this this third ball of the 15th over? What was so special about it, Dan? Uh, well, uh, South Africa, we're all, already in a bit of trouble at this stage. They were six for 83. Uh, so we had Pat Cummins on bowling. He was bowling to Kishav Maharaj. And he dabbed the ball to point. And then it was uh, the non-striker, Aidan Markram, who he took a couple of steps out of his ground thinking, well, maybe there's a single there. And mm. then he decided, oh, no, I better retreat. The fielder's got that. But the fielder had a, had a shot at the stumps and missed the stumps by a long way and uh, went for an overthrow. So mm. uh, uh, Maharaj thought, all right, here's a chance for a, a, a run, to add a run to my, to my score. Uh, so he took off, but uh, Markram had just turned around and ignored him completely. Yeah. And so by the time Maharaj realised this and that Maxwell was sprinting in off the boundary to, to gather the ball, gather the overthrow, Maharaj uh, went to turn around and just slipped and fell on his bum. And... Uh, <laughs> Maxwell pinged the ball back at the stumps, but it was it was a very it was wild, wild throw. Yes, yeah. it was almost another overthrow, really, is <laughs> was, where it was heading. Yeah, uh, luckily it wasn't because uh, Matthew Wade intercepted it, but Wade was still about three or four paces away from the stumps, so he had to kind of sprint back and dive at the stumps to to beat Maharaj there, and it was kind of a a, a very ridiculous run out. Yeah, it was a comedy. Of, yeah, definitely a comedy of errors there, but it was a, a glorious run out and definitely worth the extra description for the short ball. Mm, mm, yes, and, and I mean it had. Justin Langer cackling like a maniac as he saw it. So that's yes. always a sign that something very strange is going on. Cameras went straight to Langer in the sidelines. Absolutely, like really evil <laughs> giggles from Langer. Yeah. He thought that was hilarious. I don't, I'm not sure he would have thought it was quite as hilarious if, if they hadn't affected the actual run out. No, probably not. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but but it did kind of sum up South Africa's match, didn't it? The, mm. the, you know, uh, very, very tentative, very unsure of themselves, clumsily falling over, then desperately trying to recover. And almost getting there only to be, you know, undone by Matthew Wade at the last possible moment. It was like the entire game in microcosm. Yes, Matthew Wade coming in. But my favourite moment of this particular match probably wasn't that ball. Mm-hmm. It was was uh, Maxwell uh, in the black floppy hat. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. And I reckon the black floppy, and by the way, the, the Maxwell in the black floppy was the best hat trick that we've <laughs> seen all week. Yep. But, but the black floppy hat makes the Australians look like bush rangers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, well Maxwell. Yeah. At least, yeah. or those those of them with beards. Yes. Was it only Maxwell wearing the black floppy? I could have been. Yeah, he, he certainly made it his trademark. Ma- Maxwell also had like a, a samurai haircut as well, which uh, <laughs> is perhaps less bush rangery. Well, as if it's under the hat, it probably doesn't matter. Exactly. Uh, I think maybe Aaron Finch would also look like a bush ranger. Mm, yeah, possibly. Yeah. I'd like to see uh, David Warner come out in like oh, uh, instead yes. of instead of a batting helmet and stuff, he'd just have like the Ned Kelly helmet on and try try and bat him out. He couldn't do any worse than what he's currently no, doing. I, I think he'd probably improve him. Yep. I actually think Warner would look good in the black floppy as well. So maybe a, a, a trio of bush rangers. Yep. Uh, that, that, that's fabulous. They need fuller beards, but, mm. you know, we can work on that. Well, uh, Maxwell can grow a beard in like two minutes. So yeah. he'll, he'll crank one out. That's right. If he has one long innings, he'll have a bush ranger beard. <laughs> in contrast, though, to, to Maxwell's samurai um, short back and sides with a top knot, high pigtail mm. kind of style, Zampa's new hairstyle, <laughs> on the other hand, makes him look like he's just been, I don't know, treated for head lice. Yes. Yeah. It's not, not a great look. <laughs> Yes. Uh, the dubious hairstyles, but you can't really blame the Australians. We're just coming out of lockdown. Mm. We've all haven't had a haircut for six months. I mean, they probably just said to their barber, I'm in your hands, take it all off. <laughs> you know, and we know that Zampa is susceptible to a, to a persuasive barber. Yeah, he's very susceptible, <laughs> isn't he? He's, uh, yep. he's, he's had, had quite a lot of uh, different do's over the years. So yes. he's, uh, yeah. Anyway, how do we get sidetracked on, on hairstyles? I'm sorry. We were back on this short ball. <laughs> yes. And, and the fact that Australia eventually somehow won this match 
match, but they made very hard work of it. Very hard work of a very low total. So South Africa ended up with, uh, I think it was 118 runs uh, from their 20 overs. And Australia sort of half staggered there. Then they looked more or less comfortable while Steve Smith and Maxwell were at the crease kind of just dabbing it around gently. Mm. And then those two were out and all of a sudden I was like, oh, shit, we could lose this from <laughs> yeah. here. It was a very strange game. Um, but yeah, it was, it was still the, the, uh, the, the only close game of the Super 12 so far. Mm. So, I mean, that, that's probably, you know, South Africa and Australia just looking to entertain the crowds as always. Oh, good on the them. The fans, yeah. That, that, that's why they're so beloved by neutrals all around the world, <laughs> Australia and South Africa. <laughs> Are they really? I'm sure. And this is also good signs for the Ashes, isn't it? It is, yeah, because uh, Australia outscored England by more than two to one in their first <laughs> opening T20 match. So, I, I think England will definitely need Ben Stokes to show up if they mm. want, want to rectify this situation. Indeed. Ah, can't fall, can't throw, coming live. Thanks for tuning in and taking your time. The underappreciated act of the week, the funniest and crazy plays of the week. Who is gonna join the honorary board? The number one Scott Moller reward. It's the Scott Muller Award, our award for the most crazy and absurd thing that has happened in cricket over the past week. And we have, I think, five or six nominations. Mm. Uh, I was just going to nominate our uh, our puppy. We have a new puppy and he's just worked out how to climb up the stairs, which yep. has been incredibly distracting throughout <laughs> this podcast. Yes. I'm not quite sure how he's managed to work that out in the space of the podcast, but he has. He's a very clever dog. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, yeah we've um, got, got a few Muller Awards. We've got uh, England, who, as we mentioned, they, they did... Uh, Australia did outscore them by more than two to one in their opening match, that, but that's because England absolutely thrashed the West Indies. Yeah. They bowled them out for 54 or something and only had 55 runs to score. And perhaps uh, England can be can claim some of the credit for this kind of thrashing because they, there were reports during the week that they were dunking balls in buckets and catching, fielding and bowling with those wet balls. And that was to prepare for dewy conditions at the World Cup. I'm not, not sure how dewy it was. but well, You'd have to be in a flood zone, surely, in order for <laughs> dunking balls in buckets. I mean, spraying them with a fine mist, maybe, yeah, to yeah. make them a little bit slippery. I'm not even sure that would help. But yeah. uh, anyway. I, I, my, my theory was uh, was like a, just a setup for a limerick. And I, I think I've <laughs> worked out what the limerick was. Oh, you've got the limerick? I think so, yeah. When Mark Wood dug his balls in a bucket, his teammates were worried he'd stuck it. Balls <laughs> all wet and swollen made it hard for his bowling. Luckily, woods are permitted to chuck it. <laughs> Well, there was a different punchline we all thought was coming yes. there. So well done. That's a fantastic limerick. We'll put that in the show notes of the podcast. I'm sure you'll be tweeting it out. Yes. Uh, that, that is possibly the best thing you've written. It, it, indeed, better than your your 50 greatest uh, moments. Yes, but still, still buy the book regardless, even though you're not going to get anything as good as that limerick. Well, that limerick could be in the in the um, the top moments of English cricket. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and, and England publishers. I'm happy to write that book. Yeah. And I'm very pleased that you got Mark Wood into that. Mm. I'm surprised that Broad didn't feature yeah, in, no, in the Limerick. I, I did think of Broad. Uh, Mark Wood scans better. Just yes. the, the two syllables made it easier for the Limerick. Yeah. Mark Wood is a far more Limerick-friendly cricketer, mm. I think. Yes. Yeah, he does. We, we, there could be more Limericks to come about Mark Wood. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Mark Wood's entire bi- you know, biography could be ghostwritten by you in the form of Limerick. 
All right. I'm, I'm, I'm open to that. I, I'll, I'll write anything for, for the right price. Up for the challenge. So we yeah. have uh, – that. that's our first uh, England – England. the whole England cricket team is has been nominated for the Muller and the second uh, nomination is uh, pretty much the fifth match of the England versus uh, India Test Series, which has been rescheduled to, I don't know, three or four years into the future. Yeah. They've decided that they're going to play it in July 2022, yeah. so, which, is, which does seem a, a crazy time to play the fifth match of a 2021 series. I can't series. wait. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that uh, after they do that, they might add, you know, a sixth test to the 2005 Ashes, see if Australia can, you know, come back. That would be exciting. That would be a good, that would be a jolly good thing to do. I'm surprised they're not going to add, you know, they've they've played four matches. I'm surprised they're not going to add another three matches. Make it it an eight or nine test series. Why why not? not? Yep. Yep, sounds good to me. I think that would be good. And uh, they're also moving uh, moving it from Old Trafford. Mm, yeah, they had to move it from Old Trafford because the Foo Fighters and the Red Hot Chili Peppers are having a concert uh, at Old Trafford. <laughs> and I, I, I'm, apparently the Fooies are leading the Chili Peppers in that series 2-1. to one. Oh, So fantastic. that's going to be a very tight finish there. I mean, it is just silly. They should be playing cricket, right, those two teams? Yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah. The Red Hot Chili Peppers over the years, I mean, they, they, they were formed in 1983. Mm-hmm. That's, that's going back, you know, almost before we were born, Dan. Almost. Uh, almost. <laughs> They've had at least 11 members over the decades, surely. Why Even not? if we count the ones who've, who've since passed away, rest in peace, they should still be able to field a team. I, I would think so, yeah. And the Foo Fighters formed about a decade after the mm-hmm. Red Hot Chili Peppers. So does that make them like the T20 cricket version of, of heavy rock? I think so, yeah. I, th- I think that's exactly what the Foo Fighters are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, at least of the last century's hard rock scene. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, what else have we got? We've got the WBBL uh, is also being nominated for a Muller, mostly just because of its, its very bad timing. It's being mm. played simultaneously with the T20 World Cup, which means it's being a little bit overshone. Uh, the, the weather in uh, Hobart or Tasmania in general isn't helping because there's been a few washouts. There's been some spectacular mm. moments though. How was that catch on the boundary by uh, Bridget Patterson? It was like a one-handed, one-handed juggling on the rope catch and just sort of casually tossing it in yep. the air, uh, catching it on the right side of the rope it was amazing yeah she was very chill uh there, mm. there's also been like a magnificent uh century from sophie divine she scored like 101 off 60 balls Ooh. uh that was uh, uh absolute thrashing we've had a super over yes oh, that was glorious and we've also had a hat trick mm. yeah yeah so so obviously they need to squeeze some double hat tricks in there if they want to get our attention yeah, yeah. i mean and talia mcgrath she's been she's been absolutely amazing so she she was, she was man of the match uh player of the match uh versus a couple of matches versus india mm. and then she She's also been player of the match versus Sydney Thunder and also versus the Renegades. So yep. she's she's had just an amazing period of cricket. Uh, absolutely incredible. So we're watching it during the day. We're kind of watching the mm. the, the men's T uh, Twenty during the during the evening. So we're getting a lot of cricket. It's in. a lot of cricket. Yes. Mm. I've got another nomination mm-hmm. here. This is uh, uh, from Shane Warne. Shane Warne <laughs> tweeting about perennial um, nomination. Yeah. Warne. Melbourne Melbourne Australia coming out of lockdown, uh, offering to help. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was tweeting, I would love to help in any way I can with a group of like-minded people. Uh, who wants to help me get the city back where it belongs? We're in the most livable city in the world. We used to be and the sporting capital of the world. Make Melbourne great again. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, perhaps not, 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 not a great tagline. Not the slogan. And, and like-minded people, I don't know that you're going <laughs> to gather a huge bunch with that kind of tagline. Yeah, I, I think I think Warnie needs to go away and re- rethink his uh, tagline there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. So, sadly, uh, we, we did have to have that uh, that tweet pointed out to us by kind uh, followers of the podcast because I'm blocked by Shane Warren on Twitter. <laughs> I, I can't see any of the stuff he tweets. So, please send your nominations to us for the Muller. We definitely appreciate it. 
appreciate it. Yes. And thank you very much to Cisco at Board Wallaby on Twitter who uh, pointed out that Muller nomination about Shane Warne. He's obviously got Shane Warne on Notify on his tweets. Well done, Cisco. I'll, I'll do my fifth and final nomination. Okay. Uh, and this is Matthew Hayden's uh, batting coachery uh, because we all had a bit of a laugh when Matthew Hayden was named as the Pakistan batting coach. We all thought, oh, this is this is very amusing, the mm. fact that he's never coached anything before. And then it turns out that he, um, Pakistan beat India without losing a wicket. So um, that's a real feather in the box for batting coach Matthew Hayden. Well, it certainly inspired our, our Matthew Hayden uh, correspondent, <laughs> yes. <A> Alex Bowden, <laughs> who said uh, uh, he was writing another article about it. Mm. I think that he's almost ghostwritten Hayden's next biography. Yes, well, uh, if anybody, yeah, well, yes, it'd be very interesting <laughs> if I'm writing Mark Wood's biography and he's writing Matthew Hayden's biography. Yes, and, and I, I, I can guess which would have the higher word count <laughs> uh, and it, it probably wouldn't be the, the limerick-based version. No. But uh, we talked last week about how the Australian players were relieved every time that, that Langer and Hayden went out to bat because yep. it meant they got an escape from the nonsense that they were both spouting. So do you think conversely with Hayden now on the bench for Pakistan, that's a factor behind why the two <laughs> Pakistan openers batted for so long. I'm sure it is. I mean, imagine if he's inspired. Yeah, if, if you were dismissed and had to come back in, he'd bloody bang on for three hours telling you what you did yeah. wrong. So yeah, that, that's don't just don't get out. And Absolutely then, yep. incredible. Yep. So I don't think there's going to be, n- not a single wicket is going to fall, except if the, the number threes and fours bully the openers into going out so that they can escape it on yeah, the bench. Yeah, that's true. That, that, I think this is a fabulous strategy for the batting coach. Doesn't need to do any batting coaching at all just to talk at them. Yep, galaxy brain stuff from the Pakistan, uh, how was the B? I, I want to dare to dream now. I mean, I know England, you know, they England didn't make very many runs, did mm. they, in their opening match? Um, no, no, you know, they only made 55. They only made 55. Yeah. And, and Australia almost lost as mm. well. And and we also had India actually losing. So do we dare to dream that all three of the entire sort of triumvirate of the big three may be knocked out in the group stages of this T20 comp? That would be so great. That would be very funny, wouldn't it? But anyway, we are just about to the end of our podcast now. You have been listening to Dan Libke at Lib Cricket and Cat Jones at Cricket Back Cat. You can follow us at Can't Bowl Throw. Please send us a nomination for the Muller Award because we may not have seen it, uh, depending on whether or not uh, Dan or myself are, are blocked by various people on Twitter because we, we do tend to make fun of some of them. But, you know, you've had cricketers tweeting at you, haven't you, in the last week? Well, yeah, I, I'm not, not, not actually tweeting at me, but liking my tweets. Yeah, so, there you yes, go. Uh, so yeah. not everyone is of the same mind as, yes. uh, as uh, Mr. Warren. Yes. Anyway, search for us uh, on Facebook as well. Uh, but but really, we're mostly on Twitter. So just yeah. come on Twitter if you want to chat to us. We would love to to see you there. We would also love for you to go to Gorilla Cricket mm-hmm. uh, where we are doing a little bit of commentary throughout yes. this series. It is so much fun and you can listen to the audio and also uh, watch us on their video stream and we will see you all next week. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.